Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. All right. Welcome back to the team room. This is Patricia and I'm here with Becky. Hey, Patricia. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's nice and warm outside, which I'm really thankful for. So I want to know, how's the kitchen run Oh, it's going. It's actually really great. Um, we are almost completely demoed. Matt has been doing the rest of it all himself. The neighbors came and tore it out, but now the sink's gone. He, he left me the sink for like an extra week or two. The sink is gone. The cupboards are gone. Everything's gone. So um, we are almost ready to do drywall, paint, cabinets, ca- everything. So we're, oh my we're, gosh. Right, we're right on the verge. That's amazing. I, I love it. When it all starts to come back together, you're like, yes, this is why I lived this way for the last three weeks. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's been a construction yeah. zone and yeah. it's been very stressful um, mentally, but it is exciting because Matt is doing so great and he's so proud of himself, which he should be because he's doing almost all of it himself. So it's pretty cool. Wow. That's really cool. All right. Well, today we have a guest on the show with us. She is actually one of my dear friends I've known for the last 15 years here in Maryland. Um, She and her husband have two kids and she has a PhD in social psychology and works for Legal Services Corporation, which is an organization that gives grants to civil legal aid nonprofits, um, which is really cool. I'm not sure how much of that we'll get into, but um, I got an explanation from her, which was it's really cool, actually, to kind of hear what they do. But Allison also joined us for the Daniel challenge, um, which we did a couple weeks ago. So welcome to the show, Allison Ottenbright. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm so glad that you can be here. It's fun for me to have people that I know really well on the show and get to introduce them to Becky as well as all of our guests. So it's great to have you. So before we dive into the interview, which I know we're going to talk about being healthy and, you know, you're a mom of athletes and, you know, trying to be healthy yourself, but we want to hear your highlight reel. So I think my highlight reel right now has to be that the school year is almost over. I am elated that school is almost over. We have three half days left and that is it. And it has been like the worst year ever. And I just am ready to just reset. I just want it to like be done, start and go to summer and then move into next year. Amen. I hear you, sister. See, I feel that way. And I have two high schoolers and a middle schooler, but tell everybody how old your kids are. So my kids are nine and five. Um, so yeah, we're, we're yeah. Yeah. How is the whole virtual school zoom thing for them? Yeah. So we have been mostly very fortunate. My son, cause he's been in pre-K this year. He, he was in school basically the entire year. Um, they were in person for the vast majority. There were a few random weeks where he had to be home virtual. Uh, and then there were either because we were exposed to COVID or because it was like after a break. And so everybody mm-hmm. quarantined for a week. Um, 
So we had a few of those one-off weeks, um, but for the most part, he was in school. And I have to say, like, it just made all the difference for him. He just blossomed and thrived this year in ways like I just never would have expected. So um, he had great teachers and had just an amazing year. Uh, my daughter with Zoom school did pretty well, actually. I was very surprised. Um, she went, she had her schedule and was able to kind of figure everything out and just get it on and do things for herself. And I almost never had to remind her of anything. And she pretty much handled herself well. I was impressed because it was because when we ended the year last year, she was a little like exhausted and frustrated and everything was just like a battle to try to get her to do the simplest things. So I was really impressed and proud of her for how she just stepped up this year and really kind of took it on and accepted it and was able to run with it. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's and really what cool. Grade, what grade is your daughter in? She's in third grade. I was thinking third. Yeah, that's awesome. So your kids, I, I know in Maryland, if you're near Patricia, your kids have been virtual most of the year, right? So my kids actually go to a private school. So we've been lucky that Ruby has been in school for much of the year as well, um, okay. almost full day um since spring break they've been completely in school which has been a real blessing yeah yeah no that's awesome but there's just so many extra logistics to this year right whether you're in person or whether you are virtual it's just all the extra things are exhausting and so yeah the idea of finishing it out and resetting next year sounds amazing i'm so with you i'm with you allison (laughs) One hundred and fifty thousand percent (laughs) that's that's the max i love it cool well we want to get into your interview we're going to be talking about health and being healthy um so tell us a little bit about yourself and also about your relationship with sports okay sure um well like patricia said i've got two kids um and I work for the Legal Services Corporation. Um, Our mission is to give grants to nonprofit organizations that fund civil legal aid, like Patricia said. Um, And I actually do nothing related to our mission. I I do just general operations and administrative work, um, and a large part of that is procurements. Um, So that's so what is that? So what does that really mean? Because I'm guessing that you do something that is related to the mission, but you're allowing other people to do things in what you're doing, right? So like, what does procurements mean? And what exactly right. do the people in your organization do? Yeah, sure. So most of the people in my organization um, manage grants. Um, so we give grants to these organizations and all the grant money that we get is from Congress. Um, so Congress gives the money to us and then we give it out as grants to the organizations that are directly helping people. Um, So like I was telling Patricia earlier, anytime someone is being sued or someone wants to get a divorce or they are in a domestic violence situation or they just need some kind of legal help, they will legal aid organizations give them free civil legal aid. So they give them representation in Congress and help them out with things. Um, so that's what most, most of the organization just kind of manages the grants, make sure that the grant money is being used effectively, make sure it's being used the way it needs to be used. Um, my job is to 
essentially just hire contractors whenever we need help with things. So a big part of what we do is audits. So we um, review audits of the legal organizations just to make sure they're using their funds correctly and things like that. And sometimes we need external auditors to help us with that. So my job is to help facilitate the process of hiring an external auditor, for example, or I help hire like IT support for things if we need that. So anytime we need an external contractor for something that we don't want to do in-house, I help get kind of facilitate that process. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are like quality control for the people who are out there helping people, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, basically, we just make sure that congressional funds are distributed and um, used in appropriate ways because Congress has lots of rules about how they like to see things done. Yeah. OK. That's really cool, though. I, I love it. And you definitely are doing stuff with the mission. If, if you're bringing in the auditors and the technical people, I mean, we, we need those people, right, to be able to do our jobs. So um, I love it. That's cool. So um, did you play sports? growing up and um, tell us a little bit about that. And then I know your kids play sports as well. Yeah. So, um, so mostly I, I did not play sports growing up. I usually say um, people ask me, I often make a joke that my PE credit in high school was marching band. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I, I played a little bit when I was really young, like in early elementary school, I played a little baseball or a little softball. I played a little soccer. Um, and then my junior year of high school, I played a bunch of soccer. Um, and that's pretty much kind of what I did for sports. Uh, nice. Not myself. We're soccer people here. We like yes. it. Um, so I don't really think of myself as particularly athletic or um, particularly in shape at all. Um, nowadays, I try to, you know, like, work out a little bit here and there to be healthy. Um, I want to be strong. That's what I would like in my life. I'm not necessarily super good at being consistent about it, but I would like to be strong. Yeah. Um, well, you work out a lot, actually, don't you? I mean, you know, you run a lot. I mean, but I don't do it like every day. I do like four days a week, probably. That's great, though. For an four hour. Out of seven. That's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I think that's a lot. Yeah, ditto. Oh. <laughs> because if I get one day a week running these days, I'm over the moon. So, okay. Well, yeah, that's awesome. And then I know your daughter does gymnastics, right? She does. Yes. So Ruby is my gymnast. Um, it's been a really fun experience to kind of like be with her through that and watch her kind of do that, especially knowing that Patricia's daughter was a gymnast and like looking at the comparison because Patricia's daughter's like this amazing, was this amazing gymnast, like doing all these great things. Whereas my kid is the kid who like where she is now is where Patricia's at the age of nine is where Patricia's daughter was at what the age of five or six. Um, and Ruby's like afraid to do a back handspring because she's afraid that she's going to fall on her head and things like that. But it's, it's still fun to watch her um, grow and develop. And it's, it's really one of the, my favorite things about it is, is knowing that she knows that she's not necessarily the best. Um, and she continues to work hard and she wants to do well and she enjoys what she's doing. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, being able to enjoy a sport and participate in it and have a good time, even though you aren't great at it. Um, yeah, you- well, and she continues to improve. And I know, like, when she gets a new skill, Allison will text me and then like, I'll go show Logan and we celebrate that with her, right? Like, and it's the journey of 
growing in self-confidence, right? Like there's a mental and emotional aspect to it as well as a physical aspect. And so I think just embracing that journey, but it's been really cool to watch her get skills and be super proud of herself. And, you know, like, I think that's all part of it. Yeah, it is. It's fun. And I think um, for me, at the end of the day, one of the reasons, um, I mean, I'll admit I kind of pushed her into gymnastics a little bit. Um, but I think one of the reasons is because she, it, it just is a sport that helps develop every aspect of your life and your fitness. Um, she's so strong and she continues mm. to grow and get stronger every day. And I just think that's great. And I know that like, if she's not doing gymnastics in three or four more years, like that's fine because she can pick another sport and do something different. And she's going to be able to kind of pick it up and learn some skills, but she has that foundation of like the strength and the flexibility that'll take her where she, where she wants to go with another yeah. sport, which is that's key, I think. A hundred percent true. Gymnasts are amazing athletes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, you recently completed the Daniel plan challenge with us. So tell us a little bit about why you chose to participate and then kind of how it went for you. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the reason I chose the main reason I think I chose to participate is, um, just, I've been in such a funk this year, I feel like, and just with the year coming to an end and trying to think of new things. Um, I just, Patricia mentioned it and I was like, you know what, I feel like that would be just a good thing to kind of find something new to focus on and to think about that's not just like all the stuff that's like annoying right now and um I also drink a lot like Patricia knows this about me but like I have a tendency to drink too much at times and I was like you know what this is a really good way also to just kind of like force me to get rid of all of that and reset and um just kind of refocus um so that's why I chose to do it and I think I felt like it went really well, actually. Like there were things I missed um, and things that I wished <laughs> that I was like, I really wish I could eat that. But um, I mean, overall, I, it felt like it wasn't super hard to to kind of stick to it. Um, I actually found it really easy to not drink alcohol at all. Um, like it was harder to not drink coffee. Like I'd wake up mm. in the morning and I really wanted coffee. Um <laughs> But other than that, like one of the things I felt like was really helpful is that I started to kind of find the foods that like made sense to me and that I could eat like every day and they were just kind of my go-tos. So from there, I felt like it just kind of became really easy to just kind of stick to like, those are my foods that I just go to and they're Yeah, around. you find this rhythm and you get a habit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Allison is our local wine connoisseur. So if you want to know you know, what kind of wine is best with different things. Allison knows all the things for her 40th birthday. We went to a winery, um, which was, which was great. Like I am not in, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about that stuff. And so yes, Allison had all the answers to teach us all the things I was there for the meat and cheese and Allison obviously, but like, yeah, which was great. And <laughs> I thought this was funny. Halfway through the challenge, Allison texted me. She's like, I miss cheese. And I was like, yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> And salad dressing. I oh. actually didn't eat that much salad, I found. And I think it was because I couldn't eat salad dressing. Yeah. Salad yeah. dressing makes the salad. Honestly, I don't really love salad otherwise. See, I just uh, I do oil and vinegar, which is which is fine. I don't mind the oil and vinegar. Um, so when I did, I did. I did balsamic and vin uh, did balsamic and olive oil with like, mm -hmm. and I did a lime squeeze as well. Yeah. Which was nice. But yeah. Yeah. 
some of it is just figuring out substitutes. And it, I, I found that it really made me evaluate what I was eating and what was in what I was eating and evaluating, do I want to put that in my body or not? Right. And I still find myself doing that even now. So what were some of the things for you that you took away from the Daniel plan challenge? Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I took away was how easy, how much I just kind of was like, I want a snack. I'm hungry. And then I would just go grab like a cookie or something. Whereas with the Daniel plan, I couldn't go grab a cookie. And so like, I was like, I'm hungry. And then you realize, no, I really am hungry. And so I would go and I would like make some popcorn or make a bowl of oatmeal or eat a banana. Um, and how that was just as easy. Um, so that was one big takeaway. And then another big takeaway was that like, I started to just want to eat fruit more and, like when I would usually go grab a cookie, all of a sudden, like I didn't want a cookie anymore. I just wanted like an orange, which was weird for me. But um, I thought that was really good. Um, and just like the fact that you've just like gotten rid of it all from from your system and you don't want it anymore in the same way. Um, so that was another thing. And then the third thing I think I took away was that um, at nighttime, I'll be like, I think I'm hungry. And then it's like, no, I don't want to eat any of the foods that I can eat. So I guess I'm just not going to eat. And that was fine. And I didn't need to eat. Yep. So I think those are my big three takeaways. That's yeah. Cool. I think that's a really interesting realization, right? Cause you know, in our society, right. In first world America, it's like, I'm hungry. Well, I'll go get a snack because there's, you know, 50 things in the refrigerator or the pantry that we can go get. And it's like, well, do I need to eat? That's a different question. Right. Exactly. Allison, did your um, husband support you in this journey? Like at night when you would be like, what do I want? Because let's just, you're laughing because I'm thinking like, sometimes my husband was really helpful and other times he'd be like, oh, do you want my beer I just brewed? And I'd be like, not tonight because I'm not having it. Like that was tonight actually. He was like, do you want to have, what do you want to get a drink? I'm like, no, not till Friday because I'm, I'm doing Monday to Thursday. Good for you. Being strict. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday has become a weekend night and I will have a drink, but Monday to Thursday. So how was your husband along the journey? Yeah. So, you know, it's really funny. He was mostly kind of, he mostly just kind of ignores me and lets me do my thing. I'm not going to lie. Um, and actually for four of the days, he wasn't even home. Um, so Wednesday through Sunday of that, which is actually, is that four? That's five days, isn't it? He wasn't even home for it. Um, which was in a way not such a big deal because then like I could feed the kids whatever and then I ate what I was going to eat, which was nice because a lot of times when he's home, like we have family dinner and, you know, he needs to have like whatever he needs to have. And then it doesn't like even now, like he needs some kind of meat product or something. And I'm like, we're having chicken. And like last night we had chicken and broccoli and like some pasta and you know, it's like, I don't even really want any chicken and I don't really want broccoli, but I'll eat some broccoli. And, you know, it's like, this is what we're eating. So I'm eating it and I would rather eat something different, but like this, it's fine because it makes him happy. And so I think for the Daniel plan, just, it was like, this is what we're having for dinner. And I was like, well, I can't eat these foods. So I'm going to do this other thing. And it just, in a way it was kind of nice to not have to eat that. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, you bring up a good point, right? Because all of us have a lot of different things that pull us as far as food goes. And family dinner, right, would be one of them. And so 
have you found that you start to evaluate what you're feeding your family differently now as well? You know, probably not that much. Um, most, and I think there's two reasons for that. It's one of them is because a lot of times what we eat is, is basically like a meat that's been grilled and like a vegetable and, you know, some kind of like side product. And then there are other times where we make like tacos or things like that. But, um, I feel like the one thing that we, that I don't like, usually we're doing mostly fresh food, but like the one thing I feel like I we do sometimes is like, we'll pick out like a frozen lasagna or something like that. And I hate doing those in some ways. Cause they're like really not that healthy, but also I'm lazy and I, I just don't really like to cook that much. Um, it's not my thing. So, you know, I, I think that that just ends up happening. Yeah, sometimes. no, I appreciate that. I do not enjoy cooking either. Um, but it sounds like you guys are already eating fairly healthy, um, which is great. But what about the, the fitness aspect? Did you focus on the fitness aspect at all during the 10 days? And um, I know you said you run a lot already. So maybe, you know, you just did what you normally do. But what did that look like? Yeah, not a ton. Um, I, I definitely, I, I, I think I walked or ran seven of the 10 days. Um, and then on the days I didn't, I, I tried to put in a little extra effort to like do some pushups and some arm exercises a couple of those days. Um, but other than that, I didn't, I didn't really focus too much on the fitness part being extra overall. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so as far as your family, right, your daughter's a competitive gymnast, right? We already talked about that. So talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be the parent of a female athlete. How do you help her be healthy, not just physically, but also mentally and in her spirit, like really knowing who she is? That's a good question. So Ruby's my exhausting child in so many ways. There's always one. Said that. There's always one. Don't worry. There is um, always one. So she's just started to hit that age where she just is, she's got a, a lot of emotions and a lot of big emotions. And I think that she mostly actually keeps it together very well under normal circumstances. But every time she comes home, like, it's like everything dumps on me and explodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're sad because we feel like we don't fit in. Or we're sad because we feel like something happened that doesn't make sense to us. Or, like, something seems not fair. Or, like, just anything and everything all the time. Um and so with, with sports in particular, I guess for Ruby, um, in terms of her physical, I feel like I'm really lucky just because she naturally eats pretty darn healthy. Um, she lives almost exclusively on fruit and then she'll eat meat a good amount as well. Um, she's not a big carb kid, but I mean, she'll eat carbs some, but like she is mostly like fruit and meat. And so I feel like that's like a really fortunate thing um, mm -hmm. just because it's easy and I don't have to worry too much about what she eats. Um, but for her, it's like the mental game and trying to help her like understand and appreciate that she doesn't need to be afraid that she is capable. She can do these things. Um, just giving her confidence to continue to push through her coach is amazing at that because, you know, we show up to the gym and she's been having private lessons to try to get her back handspring just because she's been so afraid. And, 
you know, I'm like, it's been months and we're still trying to do this. And, you know, her coach is like, she'll get it. It'll come. It's going to be great when, when, when it's time it will happen and it's going to be good. And, you know, her coach is also really great about reminding me to just like back off and let it be. And, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And if we just don't make it stressful and don't stress about it, like that's okay. And we can, and it, it will come and she will get it. Um, and I think that that, for me, just that life lesson about perseverance for her is just, I think, so vital. Yeah. Well, I think that's amazing too. And it's, it sounds like she has an amazing coach to help keep perspective for herself and also for you, right? Because as a parent of an athlete, right, sometimes we can just see this moment and we forget that there's lots of more moments to come. And the way we act or react in this moment might affect those. And it's not about what they're doing right now. It's about the way that we're acting or reacting. Yeah, I think that's right. Exactly. I think sometimes like she was putting a lot of pressure on herself because she felt like I was putting pressure on her, even though I was trying to be casual about it. But, you know, I mean, it just so we don't talk about it anymore. And I'm like, if it happens, great. Yeah, it's her thing. Just kind of let her own it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's awesome. Well, as we wrap up this part of the interview, I just, I really like your perspective, not only on um, your own health, but just as a parent, right? As you're interacting with Ruby and she's, you know, maybe struggling in some areas. I think we can all relate to that as the parent of an athlete. And so, you know, helping us to keep perspective and remembering to let them own their stuff, I think is really huge. Yeah, I think that's right. Her her coach is really big on that. You know, it's your gymnastics. Mm -hmm. You make it what it's going to be. Yeah, this is good stuff because I know a lot of listeners have kids that play sports. And I think it is hard for parents to step away from our kids and let them be who they're supposed to be. And you know, we're always coaching our kids in a sense, parenting, but then when they're out there doing the sports and everything to then let them own it. Yeah. Like same with the back handspring. My son is starting on the journey of soccer. He really likes soccer and he's 11. So we're going to start travel, which is a big deal in our family. Patricia knows a little bit about that journey of getting there, but I think it's going to be very interesting to watch and guide him in, in a higher level of play with other kids and with a coach who's intense and and he's had the coach for a couple of years in rec but it's going to be interesting because it's not rec anymore so it's going to be um more competitive so i'm excited to to let go and um kind of coach him from the, from the house and not on the field so yeah that would be great yeah that is really cool it's fun to watch them grow up and start to own their things my kids have gotten a little bit older and so getting to see them kind of start to own their own journeys and you know my my oldest son is a junior and so when he goes to work out he just goes and gets in the car and he's like bye I'm headed to the weight room you know or bye I'm going to be with my pitching coach or bye I'm going to practice you know like he just kind of does this thing owns his journey and it's my job to cheer him along the way and you know maybe give him a nudge every once in a while if there's something that he should be doing but otherwise it's you know it's his journey and so let them let them own it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we let you go, we do have another segment. We would love to hear something from your blooper reel. If you have a good story for us. Blooper reel. Okay. Which one? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
Open you the know, vault. I don't know. I so Patricia knows I am I stress about everything and I just like have this horrible tendency to put my foot in my mouth about everything. And then like and then, you know, like it causes me intense amounts of grief and anxiety for days. And then finally, hopefully I get over it. And then people are like, you know, you know that the people don't remember. They completely forgot. And everyone's moved on and no one cares. But, you know, meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like a hot mess. Like, just let me crawl in bed and put the covers over my head for like three days. Yeah. So how do you how do you deal with that? Because I think what you just described, a lot of people can relate to. I literally like pulled covers over my head. For three days. <laughs> That's what she does. Just go in bed. Yes. No. <laughs> I like it. No, awesome. it's, so it's really not that bad. I um, but I do have a tendency to um, I sleep a lot when I get anxious. Um, so that's one thing I do that I do do. Um, that helps me, um, just kind of cope and go through things. Um, also I. I have a lot, I have to do a lot of like self-talk and remind myself often that like people don't remember this and it doesn't matter and it's going to be okay. Um, so I think there's a lot of that involved. It's a lot of prayer, you know, just <laughs> all the things. Yeah, no, but I think those are all good, important tools that you have in your tool belt that you're using when you have those moments. So that's good. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, is there anyone that you would like to pass the ball to as we close? So that would be any woman in life who has inspired you. So this is going to be weird, I think. But um, so throughout COVID, um, I've been doing Bible study with um, Patricia's church and um, we've been studying all kinds of different, we studied Elijah and um, we studied, um, we did another study that was really good. And one of the things I focused on a lot throughout this year is um, keeping things in perspective and just recognizing that things suck, but it's not going to be the end and it's going to be better. And we have a lot of changes coming up um, this next year and just recognizing that for us, it's going to take a lot of faith. Um, to kind of know that we're going to make it and we're going to get to where we, what we need and where we need to be. And um, so I think that my pass the ball tonight is um, going to be Patricia Hollowell. Um, <laughs> and um, the reason for that is that I have seen her family go through a lot in the last year or two. And um, I never cease to be amazed at the way that she continues to just sit say that like it's gonna be okay and God's gonna work it out and he's gonna provide and um my husband David and I have have felt you know a lot of like how's this gonna happen and how is it gonna work out for us and I just think about things like what I'm asking God to, to help work out for us is nothing compared to what some people are dealing with and um I feel that a lot about Patricia in particular because I know that they've been through so much this in the last year 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 and a half or two so Aww. well, thanks, Allison. I mean, it really is true, though. I mean, it kind of sounds cliche, like God's going to take care of us. But like, especially since I've started working for FCA. So the last six years, I fundraise my own salary, which is a journey of faith all on its own and a completely different podcast episode, probably. But the point is, I have literally seen people show up on my front porch with a check. 
like seeing God take care of us in very literal ways reminds us in those moments of doubt that he will take care of us in other ways as well. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And it has been fun. Our, our church did a virtual Bible study, which so then even though we both are working, we're able to pop in for an hour once a week and participate, which was super cool. If you haven't done the Elijah study by Priscilla Schreier, oh my gosh, it was so good. It Highly recommend. Good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But I think there's also a testament to the idea of just being able to let go of control because you know, every time God comes through and you never know if he's going to come through and you continue, you continue to just be able to say like, it's going to be okay. Like we're going to be able to pay our rent next month or our pay our mortgage next month, even though it doesn't look like it right now, like two weeks out, you know, like I think that every time it can still be stressful. And even though you've seen it, seen God work in the past, you just mm. hope that that will continue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think that even there's still an element of faith there. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, God has a perspective that we don't have, 100%. right? And so I can see only what's in my bank account right now, or I can see only the food that's in my fridge right now, but God knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next week and the next month. And, um, you know, being able to trust the God of the universe with my life and my future just, you know, it, it makes sense because he has more power and he has more perspective than I do. True. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Allison. It's so fun having you on the podcast and getting to introduce you to the rest of our listeners. Um, I, I love the way that you describe, especially your perspective as it comes to being a parent of an athlete. Um, I think that's really important for us to remember in this age of helicopter parenting, right, to let them own it. You know, and yes, like we want them to do well. We want them to have successes, but along the way, they're also going to have failures and to kind of walk with them through that and not try to keep them from it because they're not going to learn as much that way. So thank you so much. And uh, it was fun being in the Daniel Plan Challenge with you. So hopefully if we do challenges in the future, you can jump into those as well. Uh, Any last thoughts, Beck? Um, Allison, thanks for coming on. I loved doing the Daniel Plan with you and getting to know you and, and see you. We Zoom while we record so I get to see some of these people these women sometimes so I just appreciate you taking the time and joining us on our first challenge and I'm glad that you you gained some things from it and that you're able to share some tidbits for um, our listeners so it's going to be great moving forward and just even if you take one thing from the challenge it's great you know it's great then we did our we did our part that's right Yeah. Well, if you would like more information or if you want the handouts that we gave out during the Daniel Plan Challenge just for yourself, feel free to email us at lifeisateamsportpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to be procuring some pictures of Becky's kitchen reno and I'll put them up on our Instagram. So if you don't already follow us, we're Life is a Team Sport also on Instagram. And as always, never forget, life is a team sport and you are never alone. Thank you.